hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Peg Warmer Podcast. <laughs> Where Victor's mixing baby formula. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, you know, we should we should start with that before we really get into it. Victor, you want to share the big news? Oh, yeah. My uh, my son is finally... He's finally here. He's, uh, that's why we... That's why we... That there wasn't an episode last week because I was busy. I was off busy being a dad, adulting. <laughs> really yeah. adulting. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I even filed my taxes too. Woo! Victor, stop it! I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All this adulting. Oh man, what a week, dude! What a week. Actually, what a great week for content too. But anyways, before we get into that, thank you for listening to another episode of. The Peg Warmers Podcast, where if you don't like us, you can't get rid of us. And if you but love if you us, like us, you can't get enough of us. <laughs> it's so great. I hope that really catches on. I'm so going to. <laughs> let's uh, let's just get right into it. It's here, dude. It happened after many, 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 many years. It only feels like many years, but uh, it's actually been quite a few years. <laughs> At least yeah. three or four. Um, you know, people were just like, I don't know about the Justice League. I don't know. It was all right, but I don't know. And then it happened. We got it. The long-awaited vision <laughs> that we were promised. Exactly. The Zack Snyder's Justice League. Woo! Can't wait. So many things I want to talk about it. So many oh, yeah. things that I just want to bring up. Four hours is a long fucking time. Yeah, I I saw it at like 4 a.m. Jesus. I just woke up. I woke up because it was uh it was my turn to watch the baby, and he's <laughs> he's really quiet with me. So so I I was like, you know what? It's 4 a.m. Snyder cuts out. Let's play it. And surprising it's... enough, he was watching it with me. He's like, all right, little Larry, daddy's gonna watch Justice League. <laughs> I didn't really have to tell him all that. He just was looking at the TV and was like, damn. Like, that's pretty badass, no? <laughs> but, uh, four hours. It took me like two and a half days to finish it. Oh, dude, I saw it in one sitting. I wish I could have, but every time I just got busy and then I started it. What is it? Thursday at like 9 or 10 and I got about 50 minutes in so not even the whole hour and I was like man I gotta go to bed cause you got work Friday I went in got home had to do some errands watched another 2 hours of it this time I was like shit I still got like an hour left so Saturday morning I woke up and I finished it and then I started rewatching it Saturday night <laughs> And that, way, that time I got like two hours in and I was like, okay, I feel pretty confident talking about it today now because my second viewing, I was paying a lot more attention to little subtle details. And I mean, let's just, I'm going to start right into it. It, it. It's basically a new movie. <laughs> it's nowhere near the original, like whatsoever. You know, they say that like Josh Whedon only did some major, like minor changes. Bro, it's a whole new movie. Yeah, it really is. 
like the concept's the same. Some parts are the same, but it's it's straight up a whole new movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Though what I definitely appreciated was the fact that every character, every character, uh, they dove into the backstories of every character. They they gave every character their own spotlight, not just oh here's this person. Uh, so deal with it. Yeah, and you know the you know one of the things that uh, right off the bat, one of the first things that I noticed was, uh, and you know I might this is like one of those reviews where I think I'm gonna go really in depth and sound like a snob, but that's okay. Uh, one of the things that right off the bat stood out was Steppenwolf. His character development, I should say, his introduction to his character developed throughout the entire like first, second, third act, however you wanna describe it throughout the movie. It's kind of weak. You know, you didn't really know who Steppenwolf was. I mean, of course, you know, comic book fans, and you're going to know who he is, but, you know, if I went to it as, you know, an an average moviegoer, and I don't really know too much about DC, and, you know, how I learn about this stuff is through the movies, uh, Oedipus, I mean, Oedipus, (laughs) um, Steppenwolf's introduction was kind of weak, where they didn't really offer too much, and he had this Oedipus complex where, you know, he's just obsessed with these mother boxes because I guess there's, you know, that's, it was just confusing as to why he was so obsessed with the mother boxes and the wheat and Justice League. And one of the corrections that this new cut made was it kind of showed uh, Steppenwolf in a different light. It's not that he was obsessed with the mother boxes, is that he's doing it for Darkseid. It's all for Darkseid. And like, you know, he failed them before and he just wanted know, to go back home. Exactly. And that's one of the things that immediately to me redeemed that character or that villain. Because it was really bad in Justice League. It's actually one of my biggest complaints of the twenty seventeen Justice League. I thought, you know, and like for starters, I liked the Wheaton cut for what it was. But I just, you know, I knew there was some more to it. Like, I was like, there's no way this movie was two hours. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's so trimmed down. So trimmed down. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. What's up? No. Well, I'm just going to give him some more. We interrupt this podcast to bring him parenting dialogue. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... It's it's his feeding time. So Aries is making a special guest appearance. Sweet, sweet. I hope our audience is understanding. Um, but yeah, it was my that was actually one of my biggest complaints about the 2017 was uh, Steppenwolf and certain scenes not being fully fleshed out. But the in the intro to the Justice League in the first movie, I. It kind of made sense for the way the way Wheaton's vision for the movie was going to be, but I definitely prefer how it picked up where the last movie kind of ended. Even though I know we yeah. see Superman's funeral and Batman be Superman, um, I kind of like that where we picked up in this Justice League is with the death of Superman, and this one you know huge event is what triggers this next move and you, you think well duh right but when you don't see it on screen it's just kind of like well what's going on and then Batman's introduction into uh, Wheaton's Justice League was kind of weak a little bit 
I mean, it was cool seeing him be Batman, but I didn't understand how he knew what the parademons were. Yeah. And it's like, it was just very confusing, and I don't mean to go back and forth. I want to just talk about Justice League Zack Snyder's, but the way Batman finds out about the mother boxes and the parademons, I think it's fleshed out a lot better in Zack Snyder's, because um, I think he finds out, if I remember correctly, with uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, he sees the mother boxes and like the painting in the background, and I was like, no, that's just bullshit. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude. It, I, I preferred Wonder Woman giving him the backstory, and plus, I appreciated the longer fight scene in the flashback war. You see, uh, Ares, speaking of Ares, fucking just give it to Darkseid, dude. Oh, yeah. Just I hits him with that. <laughs> hits him in the fucking shoulder with an axe, and just pretty much makes him bleed out, and you got Zeus fucking shooting lightning bolts out of his ass to get him. <laughs> and it was just right, Well, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there, because when Ares, I was disappointed, because... <laughs> He could have ended it if he just went for the head. <laughs> That's funny because later in the movie we actually see that happen. Um, well, with Steppenwolf. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, one of the things that I appreciated in this Snyder cut, you know, you have a four-hour movie. What can you possibly say? And like, oh, in I the time, a lot of things. You know, and well, I mean, that's the plan. I mean, that's the plan, but. Like, one of the things that I appreciate is the full-fledged-out scenes of, like, the war, Cyborg's background story, um, and, I, you know, something that, because uh, I know we're going to want to go into different parts, one of the things that I did appreciate that's unrelated to uh, scenes or the chronological order of how things happen is the score. I like the score in this one a hell of oh, a lot yeah, better. Wonder Woman's theme was, like, fucking bad, badass. It was like that Amazonian scream with some strings in the background. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I like this a lot. This is what I'm talking about. No, 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 it definitely like... And you know, and I'm pretty sure the audience knows, I've gone on record multiple times to to dismiss or, or, or how I expressed my distaste for the DC films. Yeah, no, and, yeah. And with the release of the Snyder Cut, you know, it is a good film. And, you know, as a fan, as a, as a fan of, like, comic book movies and comic books, basically, like, anything, and, and anything that, that, uh, that, that right. makes me disappear from one world to another, I appreciate, I really appreciate the Snyder Cut. It, it truly is the film that we should have gotten in 2017 and I talked about this with Juan where where you know if we had gotten this film right after Batman v Superman just how it is with with no there's no theatrical cut it was just Zack Snyder and his vision if we had gotten this film in 2017 after Batman v Superman I would have forgiven DC for that but but the fact that it came out now I've heard people say that it's better it's better than the first Avengers and that's a big that's a bold claim but if it wasn't for what Avengers did we wouldn't have gotten just the Justice League. League film I don't I can't say it was better than the first just Avengers I think if anything 
they're on par, but I still give the first Avengers a slight edge. And it's only because of how well organized it was. Like, I have to say... Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I have to say, Avengers had, like, five movies before they got to the actual Avengers. And, uh, you know, when you look at the DC uh, universe, I mean, it's funny because I was talking about this with another buddy of ours, Jeebus, and uh, I was telling him, like, you know, I remember when Man of Steel came out, and that was, like, big shit. Because it was right after... The Dark Knight Rises, and there was all this speculation of like, oh, well, if they're making a Superman movie, uh, are they going to make another Batman movie? And if they're going to make another Batman movie, are they going to make a Justice League movie now that The Avengers is going to be out? And, you know, this is way back in 2012, so, you know, we have to go back to the time before oh, yeah. times, before the dark times of 2020. Uh, and to me, if you look at, if you look at Man of Steel, which to me, still holds up as probably the best one of the, one of my favorite superhero movies ever released uh and you go to batman v superman the director's cut not the theatrical cut and then you go to Zack snyder's director's cut or his vision you have a solid solid ass trilogy right there okay like on super this is solid. where this is where you lose me because i still have not seen batman v superman the director's cut no and what i'm saying like i I know i know i know and i know you're gonna bring that up but what i'm saying is like the reason why i still think avengers holds up better is because you have more build-up to it and it's just by the time you get to avengers you know everybody's story and you know when they come together it's pretty fucking monumental when you look at oh yeah it pays off the payoff the payoff is definitely right and for me the payoff kind of died out a while ago but it's good to see that you know that the Justice League did it this way. Because, again, you look at Man of Steel, and Man of Steel was like, it had a lot to live up to. And I know a lot of people gave uh, shit to Henry Cavill. And don't worry, I'm going to get to Justice League. I'm just bringing up a lot of things here. Uh, Man of Steel, when it came out, had a lot to live up to because it was coming out after The Dark Knight Rises. Arguably, the, the closing chapter to one of the best trilogies ever made. Arguably. You know, that's up for debate. Definitely, you know, definitely, it's definitely a contender. So it's like you know, you're coming off one of the ending chapters of the be- one of the best trilogies to ever be made, and then now you're gonna be super like now there's a Superman movie. Uh, so it, it had a lot again. It had a lot to live up to, and to me, it paid off like in ways I couldn't even like imagine. It was just that good to me. So when Batman v Superman came out, I understood the criticism when they didn't get the theatrical cut. I mean, when the, when we got the theatrical cut, and then we saw what the cut should have been, but they didn't want to release a three-hour movie, which, again, I don't understand, because The Dark Knight Rises was like two hours and 45 minutes, and The Dark Knight... close. Huh? And The Dark Knight Rises was, was three hours. So it's like, if you look at your demographics, just because Marvel was doing stuff under two hours or two hours and something, uh, it doesn't mean that you have to follow that formula. Like, DC fans had already been accustomed to sitting in the theater for X amount of minutes or X amount of hours because that's what, that's just what we do. Um, so when I actually bought Batman v Superman, the director's cut, and I saw it, I was like, I don't think I can ever go back because the director cut just adds the exposition they add and the scenes that they fleshed out. Similarly to how like Justice League took out a lot so a lot of things weren't able to flesh out. Um, mm-hmm. The payoff of watching the direct—I mean, the director's cut of Batman v Superman 
which I highly suggest you do, it'll definitely pay it off. So if you were to watch Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and this version, Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, I think you have a serious, serious set of movies that really pay off if you watch them in that order. And now I'm going to talk specifically just about Justice League. One of the things I appreciated outside of the score and you know everyone getting their backstory, like you said, uh, which is true, is I really liked Cyborg's character in this movie. Oh yeah, de- definitely. It, um, yeah, what's up? No, um, yeah, like Cyborg, um, like I've said it again, every character, they all, they, they dive deep, you get development for every single one. And the Whedon cut, I believe it was Aquaman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and Flash, where they basically got the short end of the stick. And I love that Zack Snyder's gave them a more prominent role. Yeah, like Flash and Cyborg to me in this Snyder's cut. I mean, seriously, it made me... It it rekindled the thing that I liked about the Flash a lot. Like, you know, the Flash... Because, you know, one of the things that I really liked was... Uh, and I said I was going to talk about specifically the Justice League, but back when the CW was still making... Uh, really decent shows you know one of my favorite dc shows was the flash I, oh, yeah. I really couldn't get behind arrow i don't know why uh i know you liked arrow i think a lot yeah i, I like arrow. arrow arrow was good and uh but when the flash came out the first two se- the first three seasons oh my god dude it's just perfection it's like oh, the only yeah. seasons i actually have um after that it, they kind of lost me a little bit but one of the exciting things was like, okay, now that I know how TV Flash can be, uh, I really wanted. To, I was curious about how Ezra Miller was going to be as Flash in the Justice League movie, and yeah, it was funny. He was more of the comedic relief character in uh, the. It was hard to tell who was a comedic relief character in that in, in the weeding. It's cut. true. You you I think you're hitting it that like the head on the nail because it's it it was just kind of funny. It was serious but funny, and. Snyder was like, we can have some humor, but this is a serious film. And one of the things that I appreciated about it was uh, Barry and Cyborg have a lot of heart in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're both learning how to be heroes. Flash isn't really a superhero, and Cyborg really isn't a superhero. But they realize that they have, like, they're the ones that end up saving the world. Not even Superman. Yeah. You know, Superman just kind of was the muscle to keep them but you know I don't want to get too deep into it but like you know Superman essentially when they brought him back because you know duh they bring him back uh, he was just basically the muscle to hold it the, like he, he was the glue that held it together but really the real heroes of this movie were Flash and Cyborg because they had all this heart and they had like all this potential and they they reach it from when you see them in the movie in the beginning to where you know their conclusion at the end of the film and I, I really appreciated that character development. It's really hard to, to oh, yeah. get it. I, you know, obviously four hours is a long time, but you know when it's in a streaming service, I think this is the best way to release this vision. And I'm glad they did it. Well, even so, e- even so, I mean, we've talked about the convenience of streaming services, but even so, when to me it doesn't matter how long or how short the film is, just as long as it's done right. As long as, as long as you take the characters' principles, whether you know what, like their beliefs, what their morals are, if you do it right, you won't fail. And that's why, 
that's why Marvel's mostly had had a, a good run. Yeah. Because they've they've stayed faithful. They've stayed um, they've stayed faithful to to the source material as best as they could without copying too much of it. That's true. And one of those. And, yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like DC, like they have no problem. They have no problem doing it because they've done it with with the Dark Knight trilogy. They've done it with Man of Steel. Um, but it's just they DC just lets they they let they don't let the directors do their thing, and that's what hurts them the most. Yeah, you get too many suits involved, and it it pretty much compromises the vision that some directors like Zack Snyder. Oh, like he wants to put out and you can see it when you they like again every time they release a director's cut out like this is better but again and you get it's proven time and time right, again you get too many suits in there and you know you compromise again the vision one of the other things I appreciate about the Justice League Snack Snyder's Justice League was uh it felt very Snack Snyder and what I mean by that is uh lens flare <laughs> It was the it was the color scheme. It was very dark, and like kind of like this opaque kind of dark uh, filter. Whereas you know Wheaton tried to like lighten it up, and you know there was a lot more red, a lot more uh, color in the background, even towards the like last act of the film. Whereas Snyder kept it pretty dark. It was like no, I want this, and this is how it's gonna be. And I I really appreciated that because it. When things all flow in this harmony, it just works better. Mm-hmm. And, like, for some context, I remember in, like, 2015, 2016, there was all this talk about the Justice League. Like, you, I don't know if you remember, but this they were like, oh, so-and-so is going to be in this film. Oh, William Defoe is going to be in this film. He's going to play so-and-so. Oh, he's going to be in this film. And I was like, man, it is a packed movie. And when I saw the 2017 Justice League, I was like, where the hell's all these promises? They like fell so flat on their face. And again, I understand that uh, Snyder had a tragedy in the family, and it forced them to, you know, step down. And or however you want to look at it, he resided, or they had him, they made him step down. The point is, when they got control of his movie, and they, <sighs> God, I'm sorry. Uh, and they basically butchered it. Yeah, that was. That, that hurts, and I'm glad the validation that he got, that he's getting from the fans, is mostly positive. I really have not heard anyone talk shit about this movie. I've heard a couple people, and and most of them were hardcore like MCU fanboys, so I didn't really bother with it. But but that's why that's why we're here. Yeah, I know. Because because we're a little bit of both. Like I've expressed my distaste for for the DC films and. As much as I really want to love them, I really do. It's just, it, it's hard. And this is coming from somebody who who still believes that Andrew Garfield deserved a better shot <laughs> at Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think, you know, every studio has this problem. Marvel just got away with it for a really long time. But not without their flack, oh, yeah. but like Iron Man 3 got a lot of shit. But uh, one of the things that... Uh, you see in the Snyder in the Snyder cut is you see where Aquaman was gonna leave off. You see where Barry was, where he was gonna leave off for him to get his own movie. Uh, you see where Batman was for him to get his own movie. There was a lot of setup 
and for them to just throw it all away is what like really irritates me now because when you look at the Aquaman movie that we did get I really like the Aquaman movie that we got but you could see where the changes were made due to Josh Wheaton's cut you know we didn't get our cyborg movie or the Flash movie because of Wheaton's Justice League you know it did so bad that WB was like well we're not gonna release uh two independent movies now and you saw what happened with Ben Affleck with his distaste of WB they cancelled his Batman movies and so there was this whole universe yeah but we're getting Robert Pattinson yeah no 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 but like you see where you know things could have gone and the fact that those mm-hmm. oh, those yeah, arcs didn't pay out is what's pissing me off because when I saw the Justice League end I was like whoa that looks like it was going to be a badass universe to set up and now for them to turn the wheels if they restore aspects of Snyder's universe it's going to be a little tricky but not impossible because I personally really liked Aquaman and I really really like Shazam I don't know if you've seen either of those I still haven't I have not and isn't Amber Heard in Aquaman mm-hmm. yeah that's another reason why especially everything that happened with her and Johnny Depp. I know Fuck Amber, but anyways. <laughs> oh. I'm really glad that, and I really hope that she gets recasted. And rumor has it, Amelia Clark might, might, uh, might get I know. a replacement. And I know you don't care for Game of Thrones, but man, Khaleesi. Oh no, trust me, she is, she is a gorgeous. Like, dude, I fucking love Amelia Clark. Cover your ears, Aries. <laughs> I mean, besides her, you know, I don't want to just say, oh, she's pretty. I mean, she's a fucking decent actor. Like, She's a pretty good actress too. Like you believe her when she's intense, and you can believe her when she wants to be vulnerable. And you know, I haven't seen most of her work outside of uh, Game of Thrones, but there was a rom-com she did where she like is dating this guy in his wheelchair. I can't remember the name of the film, but when I saw it, I was like, "Holy crap, this is really good!" <laughs> and I saw it, you know, I saw it out of curiosity. And like, she's she's a really solid actress. The only time I disliked her was when she played. Uh, what the fuck's her face? Sarah Connor in uh, Terminator uh, Genesis. But that was just a fucking diary on film, dude. That was just so bad. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just bad. <laughs> Let's never talk about that ever again. That's the only time I'm bringing it up. Uh, but Justice League, one of the things I did appreciate about this film, too, was uh, Superman's arc and the way he returns in this one. I, I like, like it a hundred times better. A hundred times better. Him coming back. It just felt different. Flash's involvement in this, where he starts turning back time. Like, that scene just made a lot more Mm -hmm. sense when they brought him back. And him rocking that black suit, bro. Holy shit. That black suit was fucking, as the kids say, fire. Straight fire. I was just like, I couldn't get over it. I was like, man, that just that just looks badass. <laughs> black suit all the way. Oh yeah. oh yeah, once that 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 introduction to the black suit when he's um when he's getting ready to fly away, and you hear both of his father figures, um, Jonathan Kent Jor-El. and uh, uh, Jor-El, you hear them both telling him like, oh like all oh, you, um, Jor-El's talking about how. The S on his chest stands for hope, and Jonathan's telling him to be the man that he knows he can be. It was pretty inspiring. You know, like, I, I really that, liked it. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And and that's what I mean. Like every character, every character gets development in the film. That's how. That's how you you introduce multiple, like multiple storylines, but it doesn't diverge too much from the main plot point. And the main plot point was stop Stephen Wolf before he destroys. Earth. Right. And also Superman's introduction when he like talks to Alfred and Alfred's like, holy shit, you're here. And then he goes to save him. His line was just so much cooler. You know, he's like, I'm a fan of justice too. Like he said in the Wheat version, I was like, okay, that's very Superman-ish. But when he's like, went up there and he was like, I'm not impressed. And just beat the living crap out of him. I was like, yeah, that's a lot cooler. <laughs> that's, that's kind of more badass. He like straight up took that axe to his yeah. chest and he was like, this is it. <laughs> and just starts fucking beating the crap out of him. He like lasered his horn off and was just beating him to a... <laughs> it was like that scene with Robert Pattinson where he just beats the guy on the ground. But except it was Superman beating the shit out of Steppenwolf. And I'm like, am I the only one that's like jumping a joy here? Or this everyone better be like... <laughs> no, I... I definitely that was that was a great moment and the Snyder cut to me solidifies Superman as um solidifies Henry Henry Cavill as Superman for me like um like if and I was telling I was telling Karina this if Chris Evans can be solidified as Captain America there's no doubt in my mind that Henry Cavill can be solidified as Superman. Bless you. Oh, dude, oh, for sure, for sure. Bless you. It's like there's certain there's certain roles now that are synonymous with that actor, and like Henry Cavill's mm-hmm. been in a lot of things, so that's what I'm kind of glad he's not being typecasted as just a Superman actor. But when he's Superman, like to me, he's my on-screen Superman. Like that is Superman to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I I can see it now. Like, and now actually, based on the Snyder cut. I do, I do want to go back and watch Man of Steel because that's something I never. That's that's a film I've never seen. Bro, Man of Steel is so good. <laughs> we have to like have to watch this stuff. <laughs> I I always forget that you were just very never into the DC stuff for movie wise. I know you like the comics and storyline, but the films. I know you were very pro MCU, like strictly. Oh yeah, and like I said, I really want to love these DC films. It's just it's hard for me to get excited for them when 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 you know they've handled it when they they've handled it poorly and I'm talking about you know Batman v Superman. Well shit, try Suicide I'm talking Squad. About Justice League. Uh, I did see Suicide Squad and I saw the director's cut and I was still disappointed. Yeah, it wasn't that great. The, the director's cut is a little better, but it's not enough to make it good. And on the topic of Suicide Squad, how did Jared Leto perform to you in Snyder Cut? I still don't like Jared Leto as a Joker, but I like this version of the Joker a shit ton better. Like, uh, so much better. Like, had this been the Joker we got in Suicide Squad, where he's not as, like, fucking over the top, he's just kind of, like, saying it to his face and just, like, not giving a fuck, that would have been better. Dude, I love this Joker a lot better, and just that banter between him and Batman, where Batman's like, "Be very careful of the next <laughs> things you say." 
And he tells him about Robin. That's not very careful. That's not very careful. I'll kill you. I dude, when he said that, I was like, "All right, Batman, calm your shit. Calm your shit." I really love. I really love that we that we did get to explore a little bit more of the nightmare universe. I, you know, I, I I felt so stupid when I was thinking when I, you know because we have a group chat. Uh, everyone, uh, you know, me and the guys. Uh, the guys being, you know, you, me, Juan, uh, our Fabian, who was on the long boxes for a little bit, you know, an episode. Um, and I was like, why didn't John really post anything? <laughs> and I was like, where, where the hell are the nightmare scenes? And I felt so stupid because that wasn't Batman v Superman. And then I, and then it hit me. I was like, that's why I don't remember. Cause it's been so fucking long since we've seen any of these movies or since they've been relevant in our minds. Or at least in my mind, that I was like, "God damn, I'm trying to add scenes from a whole different movie." But the nightmare sequences in this one were fantastic. They were just great. Yes. They were great. You see Mira, and you see uh, Deathstroke. You see Cyborg, and you when you in see Flash. Flash. Yeah, in the suit that we saw him in Batman v Superman with this like. Like what was it? Like his fucking Power Ranger helmet. Yeah, no, but oh, dude, and I couldn't help but think back to the first time we saw the nightmare sequence where Flash told Batman in that dream that Lois was the key, and then you could take that as two ways, you know, as in the Snyder Cut, Lois was the key to calming Superman down. Right. But she could also be the cataclyst that starts the nightmare universe. Right, and then that was also a lot of the things like they were teasing a lot of things like the injustice bat Superman, where you know he's like fucking a dictator and shit because of Lois again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what th- drove him over the edge. Um, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that they teased, and they did it on purpose. And when you see Su- like Superman's that character that when he goes rogue, that's where everybody loses. Everybody loses, and when yeah. you see him enter that oh, yeah. scene, and like the movie ends, and you just see Superman's red eyes, you're like, "Oh, fuck!" That's that's when you know Flash was like, "Well, I gotta start running faster than I've ever ran before." Oh, and then, uh, dude, I know we're just going back and forth with this movie, but when they resurrected Superman, and a lot of people back then used to think that Superman was faster than Flash, which I've always disagreed with because why even make the Flash right, in the no, first Flash place? Flash is fast. He's far faster. Oh yeah, and you definitely see that, and you definitely see that in the Snyder Cut when, when everybody's fighting Superman, Flash thinks he has the upper hand by just running fast, and then Superman's able to slightly keep up with right, but he's. Keyword right. slightly. Flash is still faster, but Superman is able to like process, like you know, because he has super sight, he can see Flash moving, and it's like I, I appreciated that in the the first time I saw it, and I appreciate it just as much in this version. No, but I I feel like in this in this in the Zack Snyder one, the, that fight scene was a little bit drawn out because I remember in the Whedon. I only remember Superman glancing at him and then Flash tripping. No, he fights him a little bit, but it's I, 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 I like it that. better 
this just was a more fleshed out scene and I'm gonna use that term a lot because just every scene was a little more fleshed out he and like the original one uh, Flash trips after trying to like fight Superman and that's it and this one he like rolls him into fucking Aquaman and then Aquaman's like about to beat his ass cause he's like dude <laughs> what the hell and he's just like sorry I'll do that meme the meme of that scene where where uh, Aquaman's pointing at Flash and it's just like the fans and then the Warner Brothers sorry <laughs> it's fantastic dude it's, it's so fantastic. great I there's just so many good things to say about this and I know there's a lot of people that might say like well it's still shit it's like well you know what that's your opinion and you can also shut up <laughs> It's like, well, I mean, I can't help, like, I can't help but, like, like I said, like, I want to love it. That's going to be my thing. I want to love it. It's just, it's, it's a little too yeah. late. No, that's, that's true. This, you're, there's no, there's no denying that. It is too late. This is a movie we should have gotten maybe even a year after. Like, if they released, like, a two, like, a two-part Blu-ray, you get both cuts of the movie, you know? Instead of, like, if you wanted to buy, you were able to buy either version. But no, we get it like fucking 18, 19, 20, like three and a half years later. Like, who does that shit? What is this, mutants? Where like, the yeah. shoes. Oh, yeah, and even so. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Like, like don't get me wrong. If, in terms of uh, recommendations, I would highly recommend this. I'd highly recommend the Snyder Cut to, to anybody because it's really that good. It's good. It's just, in my personal opinion, this movie took too long to make. I'm disappointed with the way Warner Brothers handled handled the Snyder situation. I didn't appreciate that they scrapped most of his ideas in favor of Josh Whedon. Right. I and that that just that that forever will leave a sour taste. And I've said it before at the beginning of this podcast and to and to to Juan from Long Boxes that if we had gotten this film as it is the right, four hour right. release right after right after Batman v Superman, that would have forgave Warner Brothers for any mistakes that they've made with Man of Steel or Batman v Superman. The the right. theatrical cut. Can't stress well, that some, enough. Some... That would have forgave them that would have redeemed them for me. One of the things that I also now I'm gonna just strictly talk about Justice League and I it's just, I don't mean to go back and forth, but it's just so much backstory as to, like, one, we got it too late, and then the other one is, Darkseid is in this movie, and I know they advertise him to be a heavy part in it, and he wasn't, but damn, when he was on screen, you could feel that this guy was, Oh yeah. you know, obviously I know because, you know, I'm a fan of the comics, and you know, I'm a fan of the animated shows, and, you know, Darkseid is the fucking baddest motherfucker on like as far as villains go in the DC universe but when you see him like actually in a film now that we finally saw him in the big screen fucking shit man mm-hmm. this guy is not like his legion of loyal followers is like this guy is not gonna mess around and part of why oh, part no, of why definitely. those nightmare visions are so relevant is because that just shows you that Darkseid wins like he wins you know kind of like how in Endgame where Thanos you know, half-ass won, but he won because he wiped out all life. Like, like no, like Thanos, like uh, Darkseid won. <laughs> like he won. Like he he, he fucking oh, yeah. turned Superman. 
he's gonna conquer Earth. This guy won. And that was the oh, part yeah. of the universe that I was really excited about when I first saw Batman v Superman and the payoff in Justice League was at the end this is a timeline that this actually happened and they have to fix it this is what they have to fix don't like don't be fooled yes the film was great but it was all a setup for the eventual demise of the Justice League that they have to prevent because Darkseid just came and cleaned house he clean he fucking just cleaned oh, house <laughs> like Earth is speaking of Darkseid Speaking of dark side, even in those visions that that Bruce Wayne had, where he saw the he saw the death of Aquaman, and you see Dark Side using the spear to impale to impale Arthur into into a statue, and then you see him use his um, Omega beams. What do you call them? Yeah, the Omega beams. I was gonna say quantum <laughs> beams, but um, but uh, yeah, when he uses the Omega beams to fry someone behind that's him. Badass. Yeah, you see Wonder Woman's funeral with her mother crying and, and the two gold coins on her eyes for the fairy man. Superman holding a now-deceased Lois yeah. Lane after being fried with, with the with the quantum yeah, beams. Yeah, <laughs> your Omega beams, goddammit. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, seeing seeing those events play out and then, you know, they're easy, they're easy to dismiss. But at the end of the film... You, you understand you understand why why Mera wants to wants to kill Darkseid British because um... she's not British in the fucking Aquaman yeah but you know that yeah that's just creative differences that they had but no you're right dude I mean oh. yeah dude like everything pays off and then when Mera asked Bruce like if anyone anyone like if he's ever cared about anyone and I've completely forgotten about Jason Todd because we know that Jason Todd. We don't Todd. know. I think. I think. No, it, it has to be Jason Todd. You know, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't know if it is. The way he, he said the boy wonder, I know that's every Robin, but usually you associate that with uh... <laughs> Jason Todd. <laughs> and if it's not Jason Todd, if it's not Jason Todd, but then it turns out to be Jason Todd. I'm gonna sue Wonder Brothers. This is Arkham Asylum all over again. <laughs> Ar- oh yeah, shit, that's right. Man, I'm going a little too far back. <laughs> this is... Oh yeah, no yeah, but dude, this is but I couldn't help but think of Diana because I love the relationship that Bruce and Diana had yes, throughout. The film. It was very, it was very genuine. You know, it felt a little forced in uh, the Wheaton cut, and it felt very uh, fleshed out here. Also, let's let's not. We have to talk about the elephant in the room. Fucking Martian Manhunter, dude. That blew my fucking mind. That straight up blew my mind. We didn't. We didn't just get Martian Manhunter. We also got some lanterns too. I mean, we got the lantern in the first cut, but like we really see him in this film. Like you really get an idea of like Earth knew about lanterns, and like you know. I heard someone else make this analogy, but these uh, the old gods fought the old gods, and now the new gods have to fight the old ways because Darkseid is like, I guess we're gonna have to do it the old way. And it's like, oh boy, here comes another invasion because mm-hmm. Earth just happens to oh, love yeah. the yeah full, full scale. scale invasion. It's like, oh boy, you know, and that's what set up the universe. You know, now that we had Shazam, 
and you know you know that that's the other thing i was excited about black adam because it's all going to tie into this universe and now maybe they're going to shift things back but i hope they stay into the same vision because wait you mean black adam or shazam <laughs> the rock says it's whatever it wants to be because the rock is the shit but it, it, it the Rock is looking for Lisa. <laughs> the Rock is gonna lay it the smack down on Shaza. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, this is one of those movies that we didn't expect to ever get, and now that we got it, these are the questions we would have been asking a few years ago, at least three years ago. And the fact that it's coming up three years later is just like, it's not. It's too little too late, but there's still a chance for WB to say, maybe we should restore this universe and try and amend the errors that we did three years ago and bring up a separate universe. Because the only DC movie that I haven't seen is Birds of Prey, because I just can't bring myself to watch it. Oh, dude, I feel you. I feel feel that way about every single... DC film that comes out. I think you'd really like Shazam. Actually, I think you'd really, really like Shazam. It's really good. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot now. Now, seeing seeing what Zack Snyder had, you know, vision. I really, like I said, like I, I really want to like these films. It's just a little hard for me. It's a little hard for me when they're not when there's there's too many people involved. You know. I know we kind of this was not the most organized discussion points that we ever did but I didn't think it was going to be just because I know that a lot of people have seen it but one scene that I don't hear about talking and I that I can't stress enough was very important was I think Superman died twice Um, Superman died twice And I don't see that talked about enough. When the mother box reached Unity, and they oh, fucking yeah, blew yeah, up, yeah. and Flash is reversing time in the most badass uh, speed force effect I've ever seen on TV or film, <laughs> and Flash is just running through the fucking speed force, and he sees him turning back time. You see hmm. Superman coming back to life, where he essentially was disintegrated. Which isn't supposed to happen. This motherfucker died twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know now now that you now that you talk about it, I can see it now. I I, I see it, and you're right. You're right. We haven't. No one's bringing this up. I'm not, I'm... And that just that just goes to show you. That just goes to show you that what we were talking about earlier that eventually Darkseid wins. That's that's why these visions were important. Like. If Flash didn't do what he did, Superman is dead. You're back to square one, essentially, when you were trying to fight Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. You have literally no one. The one exception might be Kara, if they introduce Supergirl into the DC universe and you know the DC the DC EU. But Superman died, and no one talked about it. It, it's pissing me off that every time I go online and I see these videos, they just talk about the differences. But I was like, am I the only one that saw Superman disintegrate? Like, if Flash didn't do anything about it, I think only Batman and, like, Wonder Woman, maybe Aquaman would still be alive. 
because Cyborg and Superman were at the like the closest radius to the blast, and they straight up died. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were dead for at least a few seconds until yeah. Flash brought them back. Yeah, and that, and I couldn't help but not you know now that you're bringing now, now that you're bringing that up, the universe where they in the universe where they win, where the, the Justice League you know where they stop Stephen Wolf. Would you call that? Would you? Would that be Flashpoint? It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It 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 it, it has to be because every time Barry messes with the uh, with 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 time, he creates a paradox. Right. Like Superman, I think had to die there because Darkseid won. I mean, Steppenwolf made it possible, and Darkseid was about to step through those boom tubes. And speaking of, just to bring that up, that was a badass mm-hmm. scene where you see the Justice League stare down Darkseid and Darkseid's just staring back like, okay, bitches, I see how it is. <laughs> oh, that's how it's going to be. So y'all want to play. Y'all want to go to war. <laughs> you want to go to Basically war, Basically what it was. And I mean, that was kind of fucking crazy because then Darkseid just stepped on Steppenwolf's head after it was cut off by Wonder Woman and it's just kind of like, okay. The anti-life equation still on Earth, so guess who's making a trip? <laughs> it's like y'all, y'all, y'all better enjoy your peace while you can. But that's the thing. If if Flash can do what he did, they would straight up have no chance in hell, and that nightmare sequence would have been considerably worse. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's what no one talks about. I I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And that's. So it's details. It's details like this that we that we provide content for you guys, or try to provide content for you guys on a right. weekly basis. It's it's the fact that Superman died. It's the fact that uh, the vision is out there, and that's what's confusing to me. I don't see, Cyborg can see it because he sees futures because the mother box allows him to see it. But why is Batman seeing it? It's got to be because he's tied in with Flash something happened and Flash had changed time because Flash is Batman and Cyborg are the only two that have seen it and I understand how Cyborg saw it but it's still not 100% clear why Bruce is seeing it and we're still we're gonna have to wait on the exactly, payoff for that because one. Martian Manhunter coming into the mix well, I thought was badass. It was like, okay, where do we go from here? What are we gonna do? And I, I, I don't know. Like, was he gonna have to step in? Like, why didn't he reveal himself to Superman before? If he knew he could trust him, because he could have just read his mind. Because you know that's what he can do. Yeah. But now I guess these are things that we don't know, and you know. The payoff to the Batman movie was going to be uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor giving away uh, Batman's name to Deathstroke. And that was going to be the reason he knew who he was, like Bruce Wayne. By the way, that Deathstroke's fucking suit was badass. I was like, ooh, that's, uh, that's nice. That's real nice. I really love, I really love how they got inspiration from the art oh. That was for so Trump. Arkham, dude. That was Arkham to the max. Also, uh, 
Batman's gauntlet or his like wrist the fact that it could take like it was like Black Panther it absorbed the blast I was like that's kind of fucking cool <laughs> like it, it just shows you how resourceful you know Alfred and Batman are where they're like well I guess we gotta find another way to keep you alive I, I love that Wonder Woman cracked a joke at Alfred's expense and Bruce's expense oh absolutely how because they they had got they had to get the idea from somewhere. What other gauntlet captures and dissipates energy? And lo- besides Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman's gauntlet, enlighten me. And when she said, "Yeah, might as well." And when she said, "Might as well get him a lasso too." But oh black, yeah, of course, of course, of course. That was also a nod to uh, the, the Christopher Nolan movies, where they're like, "Does it come in black?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like. Yes, very nice, very very nice. I was I was pretty happy about it. The payoffs in this movie—they—that's exactly what they were. Sometimes payoffs don't deliver, but these payoffs did. Like the satisfaction of seeing things happen for like it was sad when you saw Cyborg's dad kill himself because you you know in the trailers you're like why is this guy dying, but when you realize he did it so that he could mark the mother box so that the Justice League could find it. It adds significance and weight to his death. And, like, he knew he was going to die. Because at that point, you know, there's nothing he can do against Steppenwolf. But he's like, if you think I'm helpless, you've got another thing coming. Because just because I'm dying doesn't mean I'm not going to be a contributing factor to your demise. And heating up the mother box so that they can detect it was the smartest thing that could have possibly happened. And that's just... It's, little, it's just little shit like that. That when you see those payoffs, uh, the bigger picture is you get that end scene where, uh, well, there was two scenes that really stood out to me was that Justice League scene where it was kind of like the Avengers where they all form in like a line. I was like, ooh, that's badass. And that slow motion when they're on top of the uh, nuclear plant and you just see them all like a slow, slow uh, panoramic shot of like all of them in uh, like. It's just they pant to all of them, and then it's just like a wide shot of them standing together. It's like, now that's the Justice League right there. That's the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. That's definitely a team, and damn good one, too. And I still believe that Cyborg shouldn't have been a part of the film, mostly because I don't ever see him as a founding member yeah. of the Justice League. Should have been a lantern. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I'm kind of over it now, but I did feel that way at the beginning, too. I was like, but by the time, no, I st- I st- by the oh, time go, go. the, the Justice League had come out, as far as movie, as a movie, I should say, uh, the character Cyborg had pretty much been part of the Justice League for like, very like, a couple of years. I think I think as far back as 2010 mm-hmm. or 11, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. it was right before uh, the New 52. Uh, but he was already going to be part of the Justice League. So he'd already been a member for so long that I guess WB or DC wanted to appeal to its new readers as well as old readers by adding Cyborg into the mix too. You know, that's... And I get that. I get that. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that, like, whenever I see Justice League, I don't see Cyborg. I remember Cyborg more of a titan than... Than, the, than part of the Justice League, which he does 
he does get there eventually but in terms of founding members my founding members have never included yeah no I mean, yeah no it's, it's oh it, it's martian manhunter hawk girl superman batman flash wonder and, woman, wonder woman. and wonder woman i mean aquaman not re- i guess you could throw in aquaman there too He's a king <laughs> of the group. Yeah, and then you get Aquaman. But, I mean, in general, this to me is like an eight and a half or nine out of ten. It's more of an eight and a half, but uh, it, it's only because there's still things that I don't necessarily love about the film. But in, it gets pretty much almost a per- as perfect score as it can get because it writes all the wrongs. And it sets up a universe that we might never get to see. And that's why it doesn't get like that nine for me. But it's so solid, dude. It's such a solid film. Such a solid film. I mean, it it, it takes a minute to get through, you know. Let's let's not mistake in that. You got to make time for this movie. But I think that's what kind of makes it special. If you could just watch it whenever you wanted and, you know... Just watch it a little bit here, a little bit there. It doesn't mean as much. When when you know you have to set time for something, it means a lot more. And you get to enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do you mind if we take sure. a break real quick? Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, man. What's going on? Nothing. We're back from our commercial break. We're here. We're back from your Sunday movie on WGF. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a proudly partnered with HBO Max. Hell yeah! Brought to you by the Snyder Cut. Uh, it's a good thing we took a little break. I got some. Uh, I tried KFC's new uh, chicken sandwich, and uh, whoo, it's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't even know they were coming out with a new sandwich. I know. As soon as, as, soon as you said new chicken sandwich, I thought you had the McDonald's one. I did try the McDonald's one. It's fucking shit, dude. Well, Any I mean, idea how pissed off I was? Well, I mean, what'd you expect if you want a premium sandwich? You go elsewhere. <laughs> I was pretty upset. <laughs> I can't tell you how mad I was, dude. The first bite, I was like, I just spent money on this shit. So it's like buying an unpainted white dino ranger. It's like buying a peg warmer and then (laughs) you can't get enough of them. (laughs) And then you go to the store and that's all they have. No, but yeah, no, fuck that, dude. It was, uh, I'm not trying to talk shit to McDonald's because, you know, they're they're all right. You know, they had Pokemon cards and in my childhood they had awesome toys, but the chicken sandwich... It's not doing it for me, dude. Popeyes is legit, and KFCs is just up there. That reminds me, which one do you like better, Popeyes or KFC? I haven't tried the KFC sandwich. No, but I mean in general. In general, um, I tend to enjoy KFC a little bit more. Uh huh. Yeah. So sorry, Aries is here, and he's a little upset at the fact that I said. I like KFC more than Popeyes. <laughs> I just think KFC has a. I mean, you know, obviously, I don't want people to think that that's all I eat, man. I mean, I like my fine dining food, but 
uh, when I'm just here, it's uh, the seasoning in the mashed potatoes that KFC has. Mmm. It just hits home. Also, if you follow me on Instagram at dannyboy2099mm, you'll see that I just recently uploaded the 1999 Phantom Menace Star Wars collectible cups, which brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, whoo, that chicken sandwich got me wrapped up, dude. I was like, yeah, fuel. I was running on uh, fumes back there in our uh, hour-long Justice League thing, but no, yeah, that's and, you know, and that's and that's typically normal because we've waited for a long time for this movie. It's true. I mean, a long time. <laughs> I think after I finished the Wheaton version, I was waiting for the Zack Snyder cut. Like, so when are they going to release the Zack Snyder cut? <laughs> this can't be it, dude. We all were. Remember? Remember? Uh, it, it only seems like not that far ago when we were talking about the Snyder Cut and saying like, is it real? Is it is this a real thing or is this just something that Warner Bros. is just telling us just so we can keep buying movies from, from them? Tell me, do you make the cuts? <laughs> you will. <laughs> real. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So, the other thing that happened this week... And by the way, before we get into, you know what we're going to get into, but before we get into it, next week, we get Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, I know. And that, I can't wait for. Um, I'm going to, my my mission for this week is to watch Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. Those are great choices. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch those to prep myself for... Uh, for Godzilla vs. Kong. You don't really need to see King of, King of Monsters. That's, I'm just gonna be real with you. It's okay. The, the kaiju fights are pretty badass, but the rest isn't so great. But, you know, if you want to see it, be my guest. Okay, they actually do set mind. up for... Uh, they set up, which I, is what I think is gonna end up happening. Thank you very much for spoiling it for me, you bastard. Hey, but um... don't. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what it is because I'm a decent person, and I'm not gonna. T- uh, even though our fans might know, I am not gonna sit here and ruin it for the people that don't. Um, no, I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, I was, I was mad it was ruined for me. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, god damn it. I mean, I kind of expected it, but. I would have liked to have seen it firsthand on screen. Well, even so, even so, talking about it, the proportions are are always are always weird on those things, so we never know what it's really gonna look like. It's true. You kind of got me there. But you know, those 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 proportions are always stylized. So, but it's getting me a little bit more excited because because yeah, was, uh, you've mentioned it and. It looks like it's gonna go that way. It's gonna have to go that way. If it doesn't, I'm gonna be pissed. Because <laughs> then it's gonna be like, well, then what the fuck? <laughs> no, but um, yeah. I just but, can't uh, be happy. That's what I realized. <laughs> I just what are you can't talking be about? happy. Just saw the Snyder cut. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But then I want the Snyderverse. Release the Snyderverse. Next episode is gonna be brought to you by Release the Snyderverse on HBO Max. 
But uh, uh, final thoughts on Snyder Cut. Let's close it up. Right. Let's close up that chapter. Um, let's just put it this way. Uh, there's a blueprint on how to do a superhero movie, and Justice League definitely isn't it. But there's also a blueprint on how to fuck up a superhero movie, and the 2017 version is just that. Justice League does a good job of setting up a universe that would have taken it DC into a different direction and Zack Snyder did a hell of a job at trying to essentially do the impossible and that's set up a movie that has multiple superheroes without each of them having their movies first and at the end of the day I tip my head off to Zack Snyder because technically Marvel figured out the blueprint on how to make superhero movies. And I don't think Zack Snyder followed it, but I kind of like that because Zack Snyder always does things his way. It reminds me a lot of... It it reminds me a lot of how George Lucas does his movies. So, like, yeah, there's a blueprint to do something, but when you have your vision and someone doesn't compromise it, you get something like the Zack Snyder cut. And that comes from the heart. And when oh, yeah. and that and that resonates in the screen, and that's why I think I like this version so much, because you can actually just tell, it's a hundred percent Zack Snyder. Oh yeah, definitely. I I, I agree with you. I, re- I agree with you hundred percent. This film, this film is for definitely for the fans, and for the Zack Snyder loyalists who, who believed in him and believed in his vision. This movie is definitely for them. Yep, and that's. I think that's all I have to say about it. There's nothing more that I can't say that the movie will tell you, other than there's great action scenes, the story's pretty cohesive, and it's it's just, it's long, but it's worth every second. Oh yeah, um, my final thoughts. It was a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it, but it's, for me, it's a little too late to, to basically change my opinion but that doesn't mean that Warner Brothers should stop there they should let they should continue continue upon this universe because the potential's out there if Warner Brothers doesn't capitalize on that and believe in the vision that Zack Snyder has laid out for the that, that us as fans that we clearly see if Warner Brothers doesn't capitalize on that they're gonna fail and Marvel's still gonna be up ahead. The only way they ever hope to catching up to Marvel is to just just, is just fund it and, and let the directors let the directors work. Yeah. And let the directors work and the fans will always speak with their wallets. Every time. And the best example of that was Sonic, and we said that before. Mm-hmm. And when I say that every time a re- figure is released that we don't like hence every episode of this podcast we find something to talk about but i think that concludes justice league now let's move on to the second biggest show we've got can i tell you it feels so good i have content again oh yeah but before we get into that there's one thing i did want to talk about Ooh, and tell. i think you might have the same opinions with me on this What's up? I saw a lot of people complaining about the finale of WandaVision. And okay. We've talked about it, but they've compared 
they said that why the main question was why was it okay for Wanda to suddenly become overpowered versus Ray suddenly becoming overpowered oh Jesus don't get me that's not you know it's funny I'm wearing my last Jedi shirt as we speak <laughs> and it's your favorite movie dude this shirt was given to me as a gift and like this is before we had seen you know how like during it came in around Christmas time mm-hmm. if I remember correctly uh, yeah. so you know I got this shirt like for the holidays and I was like well I can't like not wear this it's a very comfortable shirt but no there's a huge difference between you know I'm just I'm gonna let you talk first because I can just go on and on what are your thoughts yeah. about that fucking and... horrid ass statement oh dude I know I was I didn't say anything but I thought like you're really asking this like because from what we learned from Wanda she didn't just get her powers from from the Mind Stone as we originally thought she's right. had her powers before although she may not learn how to use them but in the vision that she had when she first interacted with the Scepter and, and the Mind Stone showed her what her potential could be you know from that point on if we're talking chronologically she's had time to work on her powers and develop we never really get to see that with Rey yeah so you're gonna you're gonna tell me that that somebody who grew up as a as a scavenger on Jakku with no knowledge of the force suddenly can do can do Jedi mind tricks after picking up a lightsaber and only having I want to say maybe like 30 minutes of just of just realizing that she might have abilities I mean that's just the tip of the iceberg let's not forget a, yeah. Uh, she didn't even train with Luke, really. Uh, and then the little training she does get, like, puts her at this fucking elite level. And then by the time we get to uh, Revenge of, or Rise of Skywalker, she's basically like fucking the ultimate Jedi. And what did uh, she lose? One thing. Oh yeah, and it's one thing. She did have the sacred text with her. She could read them as much as she wants, but there are certain things that she probably couldn't have been able to do. No, it. Yeah, I mean, we've got because you have the text and the knowledge doesn't mean that you can perfectly execute it every single time. I mean, it's just a contradiction. Like you think of two of the strongest Jedi's or Force users that you could think of, right? And the obvious ones are always like Yoda, Palpatine. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a step back. Think about Palpatine and Anakin, right? Palpatine was taught by Darth Plagueis. Probably one of the strongest Sith to ever live, right? And then you get Palpatine, who's a damn prodigy. Who's, I think, damn near the real chosen one. And, like, you got, like, Mace Windu. Let's put those three. You got Mace Windu, who was trained by Yoda. And Palpatine who was trained by um, Darth Plagueis, and then you got Anakin that was trained by Obi-Wan, right? And when you look at those three, all three of them were prodigies, and all three took their sweet-ass time to hone their craft. I mean, Anakin, who was damn near the Chosen One, 
lost, let me see, his arm against Count Dooku. Uh, and then he lost his foot and his other hand <laughs> to Obi-Wan in a fight. And then let's see here. Palpatine damn near had a wait, I don't know, 10, 15 years until he could finally make his move and execute Order 66. And, you know, this guy is like the the who's who of the Force users. And then you got Mace Windu that was able to beat Palpatine, but because of Anakin couldn't do it. And these guys have been trained, like trained by the best of the best. And then you got Rey, who picks up a lightsaber, and then all of a sudden can take everyone we just talked about without losing a breath. How the fuck does that work? It doesn't. Like, it just doesn't even add up. No, but Wanda, on the other hand, Wanda's been um, wielding and honing her powers for a while. So... Let's let's get something straight too with Wanda. She's had time to develop her power, little by little. And I mean, there's just this raw power that she can't control, which is the only reason she was able to take out Thanos. But Thanos doesn't really have any powers, so to speak. You know, he's just he's a fucking god, but it's brute strength, and he can withstand you know heavy attacks. But Wanda has this just untapped potential where if she unleashes her power... Wanda's kind of like the Dark Phoenix. Where there's just this, like, such raw power that, like, sometimes too much raw power can uh, override experience. And, like, I know that kind of sounds contradictory. Like, well, that's Rey. Yeah, but the Force doesn't really work like that. Like, the Force is something you have to just obtain, because then, point case, Anakin is one of the strongest Force users, but someone more experienced will easily take you down. Whereas, Rey... And and that was proven time and time again. Exactly. You know, and with Wanda having such raw power... There's really only a few people that can would be able to withstand with her, or someone more experienced. Hence, Agatha. She's not as strong as Wanda, but she's had enough time and experience to use the power that she has to its absolute limit. Which is why she was able to withstand against Wanda. For as long as she did, but once Wanda started picking things up, that's where it gets a little tricky. But even then, Wanda's not unbeatable. I don't know. I don't like these comparisons just because it's like, that's stupid. I mean, for fuck's sake, White Vision almost cracked her fucking skull. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been over. I just, I don't get it. I don't like talking about it because it's just like, there shouldn't be any comparison. And like, to be fair, the Scarlet Witch is known to be ridiculously powerful. It's been proven in the comics. Rey was a new character that was introduced and we're just supposed to, you know, that uh, suspension of disbelief and just go, yeah, of course, she's really strong. It's a harder sell when you, you're not familiar with that character. Yeah, but, yeah, that's basically what I want to talk about, because I want to get I want to get that straight. <laughs> and it's not because, it's not because we, we love to knock on, we, we love to knock on, on 
the 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 sequel trilogy is just that when you do things right when when it's written right you can't be mad at that exactly you know had had Ray lost against uh, Kylo in the first in the first movie she would have had something to work for right but when you win like why keep training you already know you can beat them I don't know anyways uh, <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah. it's just it just feels it feels good to get that on my chest <laughs> so how about that Winter Soldier and Falcon boy that was good it was a decent first episode you know it was a lot of story building for things that one of the things just natural right one of the things I noticed right off the bat by the time I saw the whole episode and again we never do a play by play this is more assuming you've seen the episode already and we're just kind of talking about it is I really felt bad for Bucky yeah like you know you kind of always feel bad for him because you know he was being brainwashed but once he starts integrating himself back into society and trying to, you know, become a normal person or an everyday person or just among people, you know, you start realizing, oh shit, he started affecting other people's lives in ways that they didn't know, like the son that he killed, his uh, old Asian friend, I can't remember his name, do you remember his name? Um, Yuri? Yes. I just can't remember his name. But you know, like he felt really bad. And like, how are you going to tell a grieving parent, like, oh, hey, I know we've been cool for like, God knows how long, but I'm the reason your son died. Anyways, hook me up with more young ladies, please. <laughs> just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely like, oh, and then also, I loved, I really loved how, how they, how they dove into, uh, Falcon's family, how, how since since the blip, how his sister's been struggling to keep to keep their family business afloat. Right. It was funny. They're like, and, "How are you going to make business when there's no people?" <laughs> I was like, "It's yeah. very true." Yeah, and I really love how Falcon was so confident that he was going to get a loan from the bank just because <laughs> he works for the government, and the dude wasn't really being a dick but he's just like a fan but unfortunately due to due to like Falcon's um Falcon's records no he's been gone for five years there should have been at least something in place to have like you know maybe hey like hey you were gone for five years you weren't making income dirt because you were gone so we're gonna cut you a break but unfortunately that wasn't the case right yeah it did I you know, it was really interesting to see how that happened and the dynamic of his family. But I think just as, or equally, I should say, as exciting was that intro scene was pretty sick. Him flying through the fucking mm-hmm. desert. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, damn. That's the best Falcon we've ever seen. Yeah. And... Um... And you thought Falcon was good in Civil War. That's what I was just... You know, I thought he was... Yeah. I'm like, man, this guy's pretty good, but... That was... That was pretty intense. I think it was a good mix of starting off really strong and then saying, okay, now that we got the action out the way, let's dive deep into what's been going on in the world. Which is... I, for all intents and purposes, 
I love it because I've gone on record, gone on record to say you know it's written well. It has it has a good story, good narrative. Now they're just focusing on on making the characters understand that that yes, Bucky was the Winter Soldier. His actions have consequences, and he's he's dealing with it. Just like how how Steve was going through the motions when he was he uh, when they thought him out of the ice, and he was in a completely different time zone. And you know, I never made that parallel. Remember, That's fucking you're blowing my mind. It's very true. It's almost like not to that extreme, but you know, it just goes to show you, like, hey, when you're gone, the like cap was shit happens. And that's that's. And then remember, remember, Cap also had a list of things he wanted to do, of movies he wanted to see. Remember? Yeah, of course. Bucky has a list too, but of people that he's hurt or put in power. And he, you know, it's it's two different sides of the same coin. Yeah, I'm like I'm processing what also, you're saying, and yeah, it's absolutely true. It's like. <laughs> you're kind of essentially going through a less extreme version of what your hero you know this is someone he idolized is going through and now he's not there to to essentially help you and not just that uh, I was watching the Canadian lad he brought up an interesting point that uh, remember the scene where Bucky wakes up from that from, from that flashback how he's sleeping on the floor. Oh, right, right, yes. That was a callback to Falcon from, uh... Oh, from Soldier. yeah, because he's like... Because Falcon, mm-hmm. Falcon told that to Cap, because Falcon was also a, a veteran. And he he went through the same thing, where his bed wasn't even comfortable to him anymore. The only thing comfortable to him was the, was the floor itself, because that's where he had been sleeping for so long, out wherever he was stationed at. Yeah. And... and the fact that we see Bucky doing that too shows us that he has a level of PTSD and, and is actually working to to better himself. Yeah, I guess I never made that distinction only because Marvel does this thing where they're like, hey, remember that scene? Yeah, we paid it off. And uh, when you when you put it that way, it's it's also funny how you know Bucky has to essentially reinvent himself. Because in a way, he was asleep for a really long time, too. So it's like they're both going through this parallel of, like, now, who, like, who are we, really? Because Bucky hasn't had a chance to, like, sit down and just relax. Like he said, you know, he's been in a war for 90 years. He had this little time in Wakanda, and it was like, hey, we're back to fighting. And he hasn't really had a chance to, like, figure who he wants to be or who he is because he's been a soldier for a better part of longer than anyone should ever have to be yeah and he even brings that up himself that the only time he really felt at peace was when was during his time in Wakanda and that's kind of sad I don't know it's it's almost like a love letter to soldiers you know or like people not that I claim to know what it is but you know it's almost like the people in the armed forces uh, what they, you know, what they essentially go through after your duty's done. Like, what do you do? Yeah, you have you have this knowledge, you have this knowledge and these memories burned into you that no one else can possibly relate to. 
other than other than other people who served and you know if you you haven't been there you don't know how to deal with it how to cope with it yeah it's so you have to find you have to find little ways to that that help you out so that you're not considered a threat to society right and you know that's why he goes to see the shrink who like talks him through like you know you know what it's like you know you, you when you see some shit it's hard to you know assimilate back to some sort of normalcy it's almost funny because yeah. when you when you th- when I think about it and I dive in a little deeper, it's almost like as a society right now with COVID and everything, it's gonna be tricky to go back to some sense of normalcy with, you know, the fact that there's this virus out there. So it's just funny how right time to release that episode. I, I don't know. It's just very you know if you break it down like how we're doing it now, you find a lot of parallels, not just with war but with a bunch of things. Man, it's still a good episode. Oh, it was that was a great I, first episode. And, you know, I love that it was fifty oh, minutes long. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. I was like, okay, so it's gonna be forty minutes with ten minutes of credits. Thanks a lot, One Division. I know, right? Oh my god, dude, that would always piss me off. I'd be like, I have to wait another fucking week for fucking a TV show that's thirty minutes and fifteen minutes of it are commercial. Not, not ideal. Not ideal. No, no, no. But definitely, it's definitely a good episode. Uh, I love the fact that Batrock made an appearance again. Oh yeah, that's straight. Yeah. I mean, GSP. Yeah. Yeah. Batrock is back. And then just as badass uh, as ever. The flag smash. The flag smashers. Where the. Um, um, army guy Torres where he gets his ass kicked by that dude oh my god dude ass handed to him I thought he was a pretty cool character too very relatable kind of down to earth yeah well I'm actually glad that we got to see Torres cause he actually ends up taking the mantle of Falcon once uh once once Sam Wilson becomes the new Captain America shut up I didn't know that yeah, so I was like, I, I thought I thought it was a good, uh, a good nod, and well, a good nod to, to the to Falcon's uh, character history that we know at least when when Sam Wilson becomes the next Captain America that we're still gonna have a Falcon. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Also, that ending kind of had me going for a loop. I was like, who is this fucking peg warmer Captain America? That is, uh, what the fuck is his name? U.S. Agent. I forgot the dude's name, but uh, I figured they were going to bring out U.S. Agent. Huh. That's interesting. And, yeah, I was, uh, still, this whole episode, the way it laid out, when, when, uh, Sam, Sam was ironing his shirt and packing up the shield, little disappointed that he gave up the shield but then again it sets up it sets up for something bigger uh i know what you're trying to say because i felt the same way i was kind of like i was kind of upset because he seemed like it was such an honor and for him to just throw it away like that. yeah but then again they're 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 doing that so that maybe it gives him a reason to want the shield back or to earn to earn to make him feel like he earned his his um 
he earned the shield like how Steve knew he would. Yeah, no, I was like, I'm processing what you're saying because it's just like I thought the same thing. And it was sad, and I was like, you know, Captain America died then. Yeah, I mean, both the other version and, uh, I say the other version. I guess the young version that they know, and then the old version that came back after he had lived his life. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I was really looking forward to this series because Bucky and Falcon. Well, Falcon, I only really got into a few years ago. Like I knew about Falcon, but I never really like bothered to look into him. And uh, I remember when I. Avengers Assembled came out. Remember that? Uh, we've talked about it before. That uh, Disney XD show that, like, when Marvel was still coming yeah. out, it was like Avengers Assembled. They did a good episode on the Winter Soldier, and like, it got me. Oh yeah. Like that's when I really got into Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, there's a Winter Soldier. And like, so by the time Winter Soldier came out, the movie, I was already pretty well versed in like that world where Bucky's, you know, he he was actually Captain America for a little bit and everything and I was like ready for it so the fact that I get to learn more about Falcon not that I haven't because you know I've looked up a bunch of stuff on Falcon over the years but now that you know essentially two previous two canonized Captain Americas in the comics are in a show well technically three if you count US agent there you go you see what I'm saying like there's all these canonized versions of Captain America in the same show I mean really what's not to love I mean I mean, I'm a sucker for, uh, like, spies or, like, kind of Secret Service movies or TV shows, which is why I really liked uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. But, uh... Well, even so, that was a... That was a damn good movie. Yeah, or, like, Mission Impossible or 007. Like, I'm a sucker for that kind of movie. And, like, this definitely feels like the setup for like a secret organization and spies have to go in and I mean what's who better to go after them as two Captain Americas yeah speaking of Falcon how about how about Red Wing yes dude that was badass wow Red Wing just I love how versatile it can be it reminded me like of a live version of what like Tony always has in his suits like the AI system that like talks to him except now it's like Uh, a thing that goes and attacks something (laughs) instead of him in the suit but yeah Red was like very 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 useful and badass to look at also, I can't imagine myself just throwing myself out of a fucking plane. Fuck that shit. These guys did it like it was their business. Like, alright, now I'm just gonna... Whoosh. Like, no. No thanks. <laughs> no, count me out. I'm good. It's like, count me out. I'll be alright. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Any final I thoughts can't on wait. Captain America? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for next time. I can't wait for for next episode. Yeah, I'd really like to see how how um. I'd love to see just 
Bucky beat the hell out of somebody again. <laughs> it was very interesting. Also, like, my final thoughts are, I like the incorporation of their old scores, like the Winter Soldier's like score that, you know, we heard in, like, Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. Like, when it came on, when he was, like, in that flashback or his dream sequence. I was like, yeah, Bucky's not evil. This is his old theme. And I was like, when he woke up, I was like, I knew it. And it's like, I really like their callback to like the themes that they used when they introduced characters and just how menacing Bucky really fucking was. And like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that moment. Right when I saw that, that silver arm, I was like, wait, like, that's that's Winter Soldier Bucky. Yeah, that's not like Bucky he- Barnes. <laughs> No, yeah, that's not Bucky. That's that's Winter Soldier. And he came out. He had the long, the long shaggy hair, the black mask. I was like, yes, this yeah. is the Winter Soldier I was looking for. Yeah. And he wakes up, and I'm like, ah, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I was, I was very excited. I was like, now we're getting somewhere. Like here, now we're getting somewhere. But anywho, I think that's pretty good so far. I think my final thoughts are: I'm excited. I like their callbacks to the scores, and you know, let's dive into this world. Let's see what they got. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with you with uh, U.S. agent. I don't know if he's gonna be the same government-controlled um, person that he was in the comics, or if he's gonna have his, or if he's just another poster boy like how, like how they have Steve Rogers uh, when he was like doing all the songs and shit on tour. Oh, I mean, I guess another thing that I really liked about uh, this was the incorporation of, like, little proxy wars that happen between, like, states, countries, like, in the world, when people want to start yeah. shit, and you have, like, these little pockets of terrorism groups that are, like, we liked it the way things were before. I always liked that dynamic, like, that dichotomy of, like, Here's what society wants, and then there's people that thrive off when people suffer. And like the heroes that have to save the day. And that's the, the kind of shit I like. Yeah. But that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, I think that's about it as far as show wise. Have you picked up any figures lately? I have not. I have not. Unfortunately. But rest assured, uh, you know, oh, dude, what the hell's wrong with me? We can't end this segment here. We have to talk about uh, the latest tease of the Lightning Collection. What the hell's the matter with me? I was no, I, I knew we were be? forgetting something. Oh, dude, dude. You know, I'm not saying this is accurate. I'm not saying that uh, this is 100%, but there was a new leak that uh, showed what they think the next wave is going to be. And uh, it's a BLM Parsec, which they think it's in space. There's Vel Mercury, which people think is green. What Green Ranger? We don't know. And uh, there's uh, BLM Neptune Cast, which is in space pink, what people think. So basically, the lineup that people are guessing it's going to be is uh, Yellow Zeo, Pink Space, Ecliptor, and Time Force Green. Which, if that really is what they're doing, I am picking up that entire wave. That entire wave is mine. 
because I remember you telling me in a prototype that they were doing for Lightspeed. Oh, that wasn't a prototype. That was a custom. I thought it was a prototype. That guy was making custom figures. Looks pretty good though, right? Oh yeah, dude. Well, it definitely fooled me. Yeah. No, it's custom that this guy does. But from my guess and what people are guessing is, again, Yellow Zeo in Space Pink, Green Time Force, which it's about time they released another fucking Time Force Ranger, and Ecliptor from uh, Space. Uh, yeah. Yes, please. And they're also teasing the other uh, SWAT team unit from another two-pack with two SWAT uh, SPD Rangers. Speaking of SPD Ranger, I just picked up Red SPD Ranger. Oh, I saw that. I think I tagged you in an SPD uh, uh, post on Instagram. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like trying to inspire you to pick up uh, the other ones. I'm like, come on, Victor. You know you want to. Oh, dude, I definitely am, and trust me, I'm really happy with this SPD Red. And one thing that stood out to me out of the box, one of the weapons is slotted so that they combine, because in SPD, the Red Ranger, he has two two pistols, but they combine together to form a rifle. And I can do that with the figure. Ooh. Bro, I'm just looking at the picture you sent me of SPD. Those paint apps look crisp. Are they just as crisp out the box? Well, the helmet has a little splotch down the middle, but I, I could take that off. But yeah, dude, the paint apps are, are great. I'm so like, glad you found them. When you found them, I was like, dude, you better have picked his ass up. <laughs> oh, dude, I was not going to walk out empty-handed. Because <laughs> who else did they I was like, have? please tell me you picked them up. They have Red Zeo, King Sphinx. Um, who else did they have? There was what other Red Ranger was there besides Red SPD. I know Blue Zeo was there. Red Zeo was there. I can't remember what other Ranger was there. But I, once I saw Red SPD, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I have to. Better. Better. All I know is I'm glad you got him. Dude, I'm glad I got him too. Well, I think that officially does it. <laughs> I just had to get that out there. Is there any picture? If our audience wants to get a hold of us, however, can they do it? Well, you can shoot us an email at pegwarmerpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at pegwarmerpodcast. But and if they, they wanted to, yeah, if they wanted to talk to us individually, what's your Instagram username again? I don't think you've said it enough. Danny, it's Danny Boy twenty ninety nine mm. Feel free to message me about topics or anything you want us to talk about. Please do so on the podcast or email, uh, podcast Instagram, I should say. But if you feel like reaching out to us personally, uh, I'd be more than happy to hear what you guys have to say, so that uh, you have content for us so that we can talk about it and make you guys happy. Yeah, and you can find me at Exia underscore double O riser. Don't worry, our usernames will be linked to our to the podcast Instagram. So feel free to message us or shoot us an email. We 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 do our best to try to we'll try to respond to any questions we have. 
Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, I think that wraps it up. This is a great week for content, and I'm, I'm so glad that there's more coming. <laughs> and kind of like the Snyder Cut, this, this episode was brought to you in maybe two parts, but you won't know that because it's <laughs> going to be sliced into one. <laughs> God damn All right, well, everyone, please take care. Uh, stay safe out there. And Victor, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Alright, this is your boy Dan signing out. And this is Victor. Remember, if you love us, you can't get enough of us. <laughs> and if you hate us, you can't get rid of us. So, pick one. I don't care. <laughs> Alright, you guys take care. We'll see you next week. Alright, see you later, buddy. Alright.